I have a story of my own that I would like to share with you before I share more stories about Jesus. This past weekend, I had the sweetest opportunity to go to my cousin's baptism in northern Utah. Since I played the piano for the services, I was sitting up on the stand in the chapel and I could see everyone. This meant that I could see my cousin after he was confirmed a member of the church and was given the gift of the Holy Ghost. As I watched him stand up and hug and shake hands with the men around him, the Spirit whispered some words into my mind. The words are found in Doctrine and Covenants, chapter 84, verse 20, and they are these. In the ordinances thereof, the power of godliness is manifest. Do you know what that means? Well, I suppose I should first ask, do you know what an ordinance is? An ordinance in our church is a sacred act that is performed under the authority of the priesthood, such as baptism, confirmation, and temple work and sealings. So, in these ordinances, the power of godliness is manifest, which means that it is clearly shown to us. Through that scripture, we learn that if we want to know what the power of godliness is, then we must participate in and study the sacred ordinances of the church. At my cousin's baptism, the Spirit made it clear to me that baptism and confirmation are the first steps on the covenant path back to Heavenly Father. They're the first steps to becoming a little more like God. And if we want to become gods and goddesses ourselves someday with godly power, then we must participate in the ordinances of our church. So shout out to my sweet little cousin who was baptized and helped the Holy Ghost testify of something very important to me. Now, I'll begin with my stories of Jesus. Do you remember that after Christ cast the legion of spirits out of the man, that he got back into the boat since the people in that city asked him to leave? Well, Christ and his disciples sailed back to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, and many people gathered around him again because they knew of all the miraculous things they might see him do. Among those there was a man named Jairus, who was a ruler of a synagogue there. He approached Christ and fell at his feet and begged, My little daughter is almost dead. Please, please come lay your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus began to follow Jairus because he wanted to help him. And so many people followed along with him because they wanted to see what would happen. 
Well, there were crowds of people in the streets, and in the crowd around Christ was one very distressed lady. This lady was incredibly sick and had been so for 12 years. She was so sick that she had spent all her money on doctors and different medications, but she could never seem to get better. In fact, she just kept getting worse. This was very unfortunate because the law of Moses stated that the kind of sickness she had labeled her as unclean, just like the lepers were unclean, and so she couldn't live with her family or friends because of it. What a lonely life to live for 12 years. Well, when this poor sick lady heard about Jesus, she decided to exercise some faith in him, and she believed that if she could just touch a small part of his clothes, she could be healed by his power. So she pressed her way through the crowd around Jesus and reached out her hand and touched his clothes. And all of a sudden, she was healed. She was so happy and grateful. And at that same moment, Jesus felt different. He knew that some of his virtue or power and strength had been taken out of himself. So he stopped everyone in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples and everyone who had been with him said, Wait a second, there are people all around you. You're being touched by a lot of people. Why are you asking who touched you? Jesus didn't answer them, but he looked all around him until he found the lady who had touched him. This woman was trembling because she was so afraid that Christ would be upset with her, but she fell at his feet and told him everything that she had done. Was Christ upset? Oh no! He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be healthy and healed. He was not upset. He loved her very much and respected her faith and courage to reach out to him, even though she was so sick and so scared. Well, while Christ was talking to the woman, one of Jairus' servants came to him and said, Jairus, your daughter, who was sick, is actually dead. Don't bother Jesus anymore. As soon as Jesus heard what Jairus' servant said, he turned to Jairus and said, Do not be afraid. Only believe. At that point, he left the crowd and asked his apostles, Peter, James, and John, to follow him to Jairus' house. When they got there, there were people there mourning the death of Jairus' daughter. Back in those times, once someone died, the family of the one who had died would hire people to come play sad music and cry loudly at their house so that other people would know that someone at their house had died. Well, Christ walked up to the mourners and said, Why are you guys making such loud noises, crying and mourning? The girl isn't dead. She's only sleeping. When the mourners heard this, they laughed at him in a mean way. And so he had them all leave, all except for Jairus and his wife and his three apostles. The six of them entered into the room where Jairus' dead daughter was laying. 
And Christ took the twelve-year-old girl by the hand and said, Little girl, or damsel, arise. Immediately, the girl rose up and walked around, and her parents and Christ's apostles were absolutely amazed. Christ told them not to tell anyone what they had just witnessed, and he also asked that they get some food for the girl. She was probably pretty hungry after being so sick. Well, once Jesus left Jairus' house, two blind men followed him and cried out, Son of David, have mercy on us. They followed Christ all the way to where he was staying that night. And when they got there, Christ turned and asked them, Do you really believe that I can give you back your sight? And they both said, Yes, Lord, we do. Christ then touched their eyes and said, Well, if you have faith that you will be healed, then you will be healed. And they opened their eyes, and they could both see. It was a miracle that happened because of their faith. Christ told them not to tell anyone what he had done for them. But did they obey him? Oh no, they ran around telling everyone what Christ had done for them. Well, Christ kept traveling around in the cities and villages in Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching and healing everyone who believed in him. And when he saw the great groups of people, he felt great compassion and love for them because they were being treated poorly and were scattered in different places, kind of like a flock of sheep without a shepherd. Christ saw all of this happening and So he turned to his apostles and followers and said, Oh, you guys, the harvest is great and abundant, but there are too few laborers. You must ask the Lord of the harvest, who is me, to send more laborers into the fields to collect the fruits of the harvest. When Christ saw that the people needed more help than just he himself could give them, he gave his twelve apostles the same power he had to cast out devils and to heal all the sick and the diseased people who believed in him. He then asked them to travel around, preaching, teaching, and healing, just like he had been doing. He told them just to serve the Israelites and not to visit any Gentiles or Samaritans. He told them to teach the Israelites that God's kingdom was here. And he asked them to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, and to cast out devils. He said, You have seen me bless and heal people in this way, and now it's your turn to do the same. But you must not take any money or any extra clothes. You need to learn to trust that Heavenly Father will take care of you. Christ gave them many different instructions on where to go, how to talk to people, and above all, he warned them that it was not going to be easy being a missionary and an example of Christ himself. He told them that people would definitely get upset with them for for what they were preaching and teaching, just like the religious leaders of the Jews got upset with Christ. But he said, Don't worry about what they might do to you. They will cause you physical pain. 
but just remember that they can never hurt your spirit or your testimony. You know the little sparrow birds that are sold in the marketplace? Heavenly Father is with each and every one of them, even when they die and fall to the ground. Don't you know that you are worth more than those sparrows? And that Heavenly Father will bless you if you endure to the end? Don't be afraid. If you can experience these really hard things and still believe in me and try to live the way I live, then you will be saved and one day live with Heavenly Father again. You must remember that the first commandment is to love God with all your heart, might, mind, and strength. So if you love your sister or brother or mom or dad more than you love me, then you will not be able to live with me again in God's kingdom. If you try to avoid the hard things that I ask you to do, then you won't be able to live with me again. If you spend all your time and energy trying to do only what you want to do, then you will lose yourself. But if you spend all your time and energy trying to do only what I have asked you to do, then you will find yourself. You will live most joyfully and your reward will be great. And with these teachings and many others, Christ sent his apostles to the Israelites round about to teach them about Heavenly Father and to heal them. One day, Christ's apostle John came to him and said, Master, one day we saw a man who was casting out devils in your name, but we told him to stop it since he isn't one of your twelve apostles and we haven't seen him following you. And Christ said, Oh, don't tell him to stop. Whoever agrees with us and tries to live as I live is on our team. But whoever disagrees with us and fights against us is not on our team. So this man casting out devils in my name was definitely on our team. One day, Christ decided to travel from Galilee to Jerusalem. And remember, it took about a week to make that journey. So he sent some messengers before him, and they went into a Samaritan village and said, Christ is coming. Prepare for his visit. But the Samaritans did not want Christ to visit them because they knew he was on his way to Jerusalem. And if you remember, the Jews did not allow the Samaritans to enter into Jerusalem or to worship God in their temple there. And so the Samaritans were not too happy to host a Jew who was on his way to worship God in a place they weren't allowed to enter. Well, when the brother apostles James and John discovered that the Samaritans were not going to host Jesus, they became really upset about it and asked Christ, Hey, will you let us command fire to come down from heaven and burn that Samaritan town up since they are treating you so poorly? Christ was not at all pleased with their attitude and he rebuked them by saying, Do not say that. You aren't trying to be like me right now. You are listening to Satan. I am not here to destroy men and women, but to save them. 
and after that conversation, Christ and his disciples stayed in a different town on their way to Jerusalem. Well, those are the stories of Jesus that I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed them, and I look forward to sharing more stories with you next week. Have a great day. Goodbye.